0: Welcome to Central Valley Volley Talk, a podcast for all volley in the valley with your hosts, Kelsey Montagna and Kieran Robley, serving it up for you. And welcome back to Central Valley Volley Talk with your hosts, Kelsey Montagna. And Kieran Robley.
1: We're going to open up with our university and college recaps for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, First, we'll open up with our, our D1 schools Fresno State, uh, they're still looking for their their first Mountain West Conference uh, win. They dropped a hard uh, 3-2 loss to uh, Colorado State this week. And then on Saturday, uh, 3-1 against Wyoming. They are headed to Air Force. Air Force is also in the same boat as Fresno State. So either one's going to be getting their first Mm -hmm. uh, win. And then uh, they're going to be home against – Fresno State will be home against New Mexico on Saturday, who is – um, two and six right mm-hmm. now in the conference. So uh, we wish them all the best of luck getting their first yes. uh, W. Bakersfield, Cal State Bakersfield. Wow. they There's a three-way tie for first place in the Big West with Hawaii, Cal Poly, and UCSB. Bakersfield took Cal Poly the distance, mm-hmm. lost 15-13 in the fifth. Played Hawaii, lost in five yeah. also. Went the distance, so they're right there. They're competing with the top three teams. teams. Yep. So we'll see next week. They're uh, they're headed to UC Irvine mm-hmm. and UC San Diego. So hopefully they'll carry. Even though they fell short with the W, um, maybe they'll carry some of that momentum into their matches next week.
0: Definitely on the road.
1: Yeah. Um, FPU and Merced battled it out <sighs> the Central Valley uh, matchup. And it was at Merced, Fresno Pacific went up in the first two sets mm-hmm. and Merced pulled it out and got it done. Um, in five, yep. we've all been there as players and coaches when your team is up by two, ugh, yeah. it hurts. Um, but at the same time, you've, you've been in the situation where you've been down, down. by two yep. and you've been able to come back and win, rally
0: back up. Yeah.
1: But we, we pulled up, uh, the stats on this one just mm-hmm. to kind of see where things varied. Um, Hitting percentage was the key, yeah.
0: Yeah, hitting percentage, definitely you can tell the difference set to set, especially in that fifth set. But I think the biggest difference, and we talked about it, was the aces. Yeah, um, UC Merced had six more than FPU with 12, and FPU was six, and I think that's a huge difference probably with the serve-serve-receive side of, of the game that you really need in crunch time. And then the hitting um, in the fifth set, you know, you mm-hmm. typically who hits the best, and
1: uh, mm-hmm. Reset hit two hundred to uh, FPU's uh, 038. Yes, but FPU out hit them overall in the match. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, it's really focusing on a set by set breakdown of uh, of the match right there.
0: Yeah, uh, FPU out dug them and out blocked them. So it was just probably those crucial points in certain moments that really kind of mattered that put UC Merced a little bit over the edge. Yep,
1: and uh, we don't have the breakdown of where those aces occurred, but it might have been a few in that fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, and the unforced errors, too, always, always get it. So yeah. I think that was their only matchup this season. Um, they'll have to wait for next year mm-hmm. to go at it. But FPU uh, regrouped, and they uh, beat uh, Azusa Pacific in five. So that was good right after, um, and then they uh, then they were uh, played Biola, um, and did play a tough Biola team, and they did lose a three to zero. Mm-hmm. But they are in a three way tie for second. Um, they play at home this next week against Azusa Pacific on Friday, and the Dominican on Saturday. Uh, the three way tie they're with Point Loma and Concordia right now, and their mm-hmm. three way tie with Shamanad leading the conference right yep. now. So they have another rematch with Azusa with the with the distance. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So they hold steady.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a that's a battle. That whole conference yeah. is yeah. It's pretty tough. So
1: it's a quality, quality volleyball uh, D two. Yeah. Um definitely in the state of California. Mm-hmm. A lot of good programs. Uh UC Merced uh, beat Antelope Valley this week also, and then they lost five to La Sierra. Um, they're gonna be playing Westcliff, West Providence Christian, and Saint Catharines this mm-hmm. week. So hopefully we'll see how the teams roll. There's still quite a bit of play left at the university college level. But
0: with high school, we got one
1: week left of conference before we get to talk about the playoffs.
0: Yeah, nothing has really changed in standings for most um, conferences. But I think talking about the big matches from last week, Dinuba beat Lamar in five, so that's helping them out and getting them tied up for yep. Yep, and so then um, with the track, Clovis beat Buchanan in five after being down the first two sets. So we just talked about being down two and then coming back up or vice versa. It's always kind of a battle there. Um, East beat North in three. Um, and then West actually be east and three. So yeah,
1: you were at the north yeah. east match and I caught yeah. the West East east,
0: mm-hmm. east match. We said it a few weeks ago or last week. Yep. Second round. You never know. Everyone has to be prepared. Game plans are kind of in full effect since it's the second time seeing them, or third, or some of them fourth. Correct. So just been playing in other tournaments around the area or outside. So it's, it's full-on game planning now. Yeah, I
1: will say it's always really hard to to be a, a visitor at Clovis West. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a huge uh, home court advantage there. And they had a really nice game plan um, and, and did some uh, different things, uh, moving some players around, West mm-hmm. did, and just played, played some solid volleyball to yeah. get that win.
0: So we'll see how
1: things move forward.
0: How they shake up this next week. (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. There are some big matches coming up.
0: Yeah, well, coming up for the Northwest Sequoias, you have Yosemite, Sierra, and Fresno Christian battling it out. Um, And Yosemite will be at Sierra this Tuesday. So that will kind of determine a little bit more that first place, second place. Because they're Um, all in a three-way tie for first. Yep. um, and then we have the CMAC. We have San Joaquin Memorial at Singer, and that will be the conference championship. Mm-hmm. So um, Singer lost to SJM at their place last time. So um, that will be a pretty big battle for that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah.
1: it. Thursday night, a lot on the line for there. Yeah, line and lines. then
0: tri-counties. We have Exeter at CBC, so that will be a good matchup as well.
1: Same thing. If, yeah. uh, Exeter won the first round um, at their place, so mm-hmm. hopefully – See if there'll be a co-champ or if there'll be an outright champ. Home
0: so. court advantage at the very end—that's yeah. a huge plus against anyone. And with
1: with uh, Clovis East uh, losing to uh, West, they went to seven and one. North is sitting at six and two, and then uh, Clovis West is sitting at five and three. So there are some scenarios that could occur mm-hmm. if things play out differently than planned. So yeah. the matchups this week. Clovis is at Clovis East on Tuesday, and West is at Buchanan. Mm-hmm. So I think after Tuesday, there'll be a better insight of if anybody else will get a, a share of um, a partial title yeah. or if Clovis East can hold steady. Mm-hmm. And Thursday, Clovis uh, is at Clovis West, and Buchanan um, and North yeah. are going at it. So it's yeah. a lot Still a lot of volleyball. But all the other conferences, you know, Liberty's still holding steady. Bakersfield Christian. Yeah. uh, Tehachapi Mammoth and um, Bishop Union are close. And uh, Baker and Lone Pine are their one-two, but they're going to play each other this week. So we'll see Mm -hmm. what happens there.
0: So, yeah. Anything is possible. So, well, with that, finishing with the track, we are super excited because we had our first student athlete and have the opportunity to sit down and chat with her, Sydney Vanick. From Clovis High, Cougar. So we got the chance to sit down and talk with Sydney Vanek earlier, and we hope you enjoy.
1: Well, we'd like to welcome to the podcast uh, our first player interview this uh, season is Sydney Vanek. She's from Clovis High and uh, has verbally committed to play volleyball at the University of Arizona, Welcome, Sydney, to uh, Central Valley Volley Talk. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Sydney. <laughs> well, we're glad how to have you. Um, I know uh, you guys are about a week left in conference play before you guys head into playoffs, but uh, kind of interested in uh, hearing about your journey and how you got involved with volleyball. We know that uh, you're very active at Clovis High athletically. You're a three-sport athlete doing uh, volleyball, basketball, and track and field, and um, What have have you kind of learned about being a multi-sport athlete?
2: Um, I'd say being a multi-sport athlete is kind of challenging. You know, you're always busy. It's not like you really ever have a break doing something. But I think being a multi-sport athlete has also come with, like, many perks and stuff, playing with teammates and stuff. But it's also come with, like, a lot of lessons that I've learned through playing sports.
1: What? uh So what kind of – you've found joys in in these three different sports. So, like, what is joyful about volleyball that might be a little different than basketball, that might be a little different than track and field?
2: I'd say the joy I get from playing volleyball, it's like not like any of the other two sports I play. It's just because it's probably the one I enjoy the most. But it's also probably – mostly surrounded towards my teammates they make it fun to play they make it enjoyable getting to go and practice every day knowing I get to see them and talk to them and just like goof around with them but also like when it's time to get serious and stuff I know they're there and stuff and just getting to play with them in general
1: yeah so uh did you do uh all three like since elementary school or did you pick up one a little later on out of those three
2: <laughs> actually the sport I picked up the last is probably volleyball. There. I started. Yeah. I played basketball and track since I was in fourth grade. And then I picked up volleyball in sixth grade because I didn't want to run cross country anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can yeah. see why, <laughs> yeah. especially in the Valley. It's too yeah. hot to be running cross country. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, uh, you are also besides, uh, going to, you know, you're headed to university of Arizona for volleyball, but you are also the state Long jump champion. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. How what's your uh, what's your training like as you know, you train for long jump as you hopefully defend your state title and <laughs> you're also training for volleyball. Do you are you training for long jump uh, out of season like now?
2: Um, I would say no. It's kind of bad that I don't, but it's kind of like when track season comes around, that's when I start focusing on long jump and stuff. But like with track, I'm also still doing club volleyball, but it's like only when track season comes around is only when I'm training for long jump. Mm.
0: Yeah. And so you said that, you know, you never stop pretty much, but how do you balance that? Like a nice life to sport balance? I know that's probably a little difficult. And then, you know, going through high school.
2: No, no, I understand. I'd say it's like kind of hard, like especially my freshman year. I'd like get to school at like 7:30, and I wouldn't leave till nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. from like going from three practices a day, which I don't know how I did that now that I'm a senior looking back on that. <laughs> but it's kind of crazy. But um, I'd say just like I just make sure. I don't even know how to describe this, but I just go throughout my day, school, go to practice and stuff. And I make sure I eat. Like my mom will make me some pre made meals so I can come home and eat dinner. Like everybody's already asleep and I'm getting home and I'm eating, but I just balance it. I'm not sure how, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you have uh? obviously for track, your objectives probably is to to PR again, right? For the long jump yeah. is to better. Yeah, of course. And uh, do you, in training with that, as a, obviously it's an individual event, um, how do you go about setting like marginal or small goals for uh, an event like that?
2: Mm, I'd say with lion jump like my goal last year was to always hit 20 feet and I come around to like the last meet of my season and I ended up hitting that mark and winning the state title but I kind of just think with my coach he's a great coach love him he's been with me for all four years of my high school experience we just kind of set little goals each before each meet and kind of just like talk it through and talk like what we need to do before we go through into the meet and then kind of I guess looking back on last season it kind of just all got put together and my goals were met which was honestly a really good feeling
0: yeah and being so active Cindy, I think it's kind of important for all athletes to kind of take some downtime some rehab and I think sometimes that's not as important or players think or is as important so can you tell us what you do on your off days or some time away from sports
2: yeah um on my off days I kind of like to sleep in it's like when early in the season we had like tournament after tournament and there was no time to sleep in because then you're waking up early to go to school but on my off days I kind of just like to sleep in like I did today go throughout my day very slowly I like to get up eat breakfast and then I'll kind of just sit in my room either watch Netflix clean my room because it's always messier, or, or I like to go hang out with my friends or my boyfriend and just kind of get out of the house too or I'll either have a chill day and just lay in bed all day.
1: So you went through uh, the recruiting process and uh, did your visits. And what uh, what separated Arizona from uh, the other universities uh, when you came down to making your selection?
2: Um, what separated Arizona from the rest of the universities was probably that it was honestly one of the first schools I really talked to and I had a phone call with. And the coaches I talked to, I talked to all three coaches and stuff. One of them's not there anymore, but he was really good, which is honestly one of the reasons I talked there. I was always constantly texting with the coaches Telling them about my days, telling them about like pranks I'd pull with my friends and stuff like that. And they would always whoa, honestly...
1: whoa, 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 pranks? We'll have to come back to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. They would like send me pictures of them doing the same pranks on the coaches or the other players. And it was kind of just like a relationship that I started building with the coaches, which honestly was very nice to be able to feel comfortable with talking to these people. But I'd say that. And when I went on my visit there, I talked to the girls. They were all super nice, super lovely. I actually got to meet my future roommate that I'll be moving in with next year. And it just made me feel really comfortable and being at home when I was there in Tucson.
1: Yeah. We have, uh, one of our local alumni, I, I think you got to meet her. Mackenzie Jacobson mm-hmm. from Clovis West played there. I- yeah. Did you get to meet Mackenzie?
2: Yeah. She was actually like, kind of like my personal, like set everything up. <laughs> when I-
1: yeah. She's, she's good. I had the opportunity to coach, uh, uh, Mackenzie. So it's, it's nice to have that Valley connection and we look forward to seeing you on your, on your next journey for sure. As you've yeah. gone through as a as a, uh, multi-sport athlete and, you know, the recruiting process, as younger athletes, um, you know, as they're pursuing their passion to possibly play in college, what, through your experience, like, what advice might you give them?
2: Um, I'd say some advice I might give them, which is honestly some advice I've taken myself, is with being a multi-sport athlete and stuff, you ha- kind of have to be okay with failure, which is something I was thinking of and you have to be okay with losing or not doing your best and I feel like this is so big because for a lot of athletes especially those playing multi-sports you're always going to a competition or practice kind of hoping to do your best but like if you don't you kind of finish your day annoyed or whatever but you have to be okay with failing because failing is honestly one of the biggest keys to learn how to be successful and being okay with yourself and like you don't hear of anybody or any major athletes who fail before they succeed but I say with like how you handle failure and being okay with not like winning or stuff like that it can teach you a lot about yourself as a person and how we like learn and grow from failure which is also something I've understood myself. Wow
0: was there like a day that you had this aha moment or is it something that you've kind of like how to figure out yourself through some failures that you could possibly Uh share?
2: I'd say something I had to figure out myself through failure because like a lot of things happen like like something happened this season going into that kind of changed my whole team's perspective on how we are going into the rest of our league play and it was kind of disappointing for everybody to hear and stuff but you kind of just have to pick yourself back up and be okay with this like thing and this adversity that you've been challenged with and just like something that you kind of have to be adjusted to
0: yeah and speaking of you know kind of your season you've been a member of you know the Clovis varsity volleyball team all four years since your freshman year. Can you yeah. tell us about the enjoyment with your teammates this senior year? Yeah. I know it, I know it's been a little bit different or it kind of took a different route, but I'm sure there's still some enjoyable moments and some exciting things going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I'd say since being a member of club's high volleyball for four years, it's honestly kind of been amazing. I like getting to play every year with my best friends. But like also since being a senior and the oldest one on the team this year, like everybody's younger than me and everything. But I like being able to build like these relationships with people on my team. Like I feel like one great thing about my team this year is like we're all super close and everything. Like you couldn't even tell if someone's a freshman or sophomore because how close we are all. Like we all like to go to the football games together and you'll see like just a big group of us all sitting together or after practice consistently, we'll go to like Dutch or we'll go to Pelicans and we'll all just always be hanging out together.
1: Yeah. And those will be the memories that you take away. And it was yep. as you prepare yep. for this last week at conference play and prepping for playoffs and you guys had a super season last year, your junior year. Um, yeah. I really liked how you talked about failure. You know, I've had the opportunity and Kelsey's had the opportunity to watch you play in Mm -hmm. in many of your high school games and club. And, you know, you're a hitter that teams key on and (laughs) there's multiple times as a pin hitter that you're going to get blocked. Right. Yeah. And how do you handle that emotionally? And then outwardly not explain, you know, uh, displaying things and you do a good, good job of containing that and, understanding that, uh, you know, there's a load there and that's going to carry on when you get to Arizona too, is Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of failures. So I'm glad you're able to recognize those as as successes, that failures are successes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, as you've gone through, you kind of talked about your, your jump coach a little bit, but is there a specific coach or player that maybe has impacted you or inspired you to, uh, in your athletic, uh, pursuits?
2: Yeah, there actually has. You guys probably know it is, but her name was Michaela Wise. She was actually my club coach for this past 17 years. And she was honestly amazing. Probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. She was not only a great coach, but also an amazing mentor and someone I still look up to. She's inspired me to keep going every day and always encouraged me to be the best version of myself. And something about her, like on my club team, I had my head coach, Rudy. My She was the assistant coach. And since she was the only girl all my club teammates and I would always talk to her about everything. And she not only made us have like trust in her as a coach, but as a person as well. I'm very thankful that I got a chance to be coached by her. And I like that. I also still get to see her around the volleyball community and stuff, but she was honestly just an amazing person and amazing coach as well.
1: Wow. She'll be yeah. happy to hear that she's I just able, yeah. imp- impacting lives. That's great. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and Sydney, and as you head into your final season of high school, what are you most looking forward to? You know, one week left and then the rest of the year pretty much and then going into
2: track and field.
0: Track and field. Are you playing basketball this season?
2: Um, no, I probably won't play basketball okay. this season. Probably just focus on my two main sports. Okay. But yeah, I'd say going to this final week of Conference for volleyball. I'm just hoping to finish it off with two wins because I mean, I feel like switching up our lineup and everything this season has been challenging, but I feel like we finally got it down to a point. And I hope that we can really go out and execute these last two games and hopefully do okay seeding into playoffs and stuff like that. But then after this volleyball season, my goals and stuff going towards the rest of my high school year, I kind of feel like I don't really want it to be over yet but I'm also okay with it being over, but I just want it to go by slow and be ready to make memories with all my friends and stuff going into the rest of my senior year. Present moment, be there every yeah. step of the way. I, and there's something
0: I want to touch on. I mean, I think we've had the opportunity to watch you and and you kind of touched on it where some unfortunate things happen where now you're patenting down kind of the lineup. But I think there's been a transition for you, you know, as a senior and now kind of as a leader, can you talk about that of, you know, kind of if you've switched your mindset or kind of gearing up, stepping into a more leadership role as a senior.
2: Yeah, I I'd say going to the season, I did not expect anything that happened to have happened. I went into the season thinking we were going to win league and we were going to win a valley title and stuff but then an incident happened where it kind of changed my whole team's perspective and everyone was honestly kind of down and stuff. You know, my coach asked, Hey, do we want to have practice the day after or stuff? And us seniors, me, we all agreed on maybe we should all just go hang out and talk about how we're feeling and stuff like that. But I feel like uh, what I've learned most is I kind of had to like, play more of a bigger role on my team and like not just like also encouraging my teammates but holding people accountable and make sure everyone's also doing okay but also encouraging people because I feel like it's like nobody really kind of knew what to do after it happened so taking more weight on my shoulders and seeing what my team needed and seeing what everybody else is needed and my coaches and just like stuff like that
0: do you feel that has changed you to be a better player
2: I do. And gear I think it, you
0: up for the future.
2: Yeah, I do. I think it made me realize kind of going into my game, I kind of had to like minimize errors or something like that. And it also helped me like focus on like, okay, maybe don't make as many errors as I could be or be smarter with how I'm playing, you know, because we need these points and stuff like that. Like I'd say there's like not any really breathing room. Like everything's going to be close like that and stuff. So just really focus on the little things.
1: Nice. Well, we look forward to, to seeing uh, this next week at track and, and wish you and, and the Cougars all the mm-hmm. best of luck and then also you. preparing for playoffs because, you know, anything can happen with playoffs. So yeah. I hope your team uh, continues to stay uh, on the course with the goals you guys have set for this season. Mm-hmm. yeah we, uh, we like to close out our segments each time with a piece we like to call What is on Your Playlist? And it might be your playlist or maybe uh, maybe your team is connected to a song. <laughs> do you have one that uh something that you could share with us
2: yeah usually before like games and stuff my team all likes to go into the weight room and i'll play like old like disney songs and i'll kind of jam out i say one we usually listen to on a daily for every game is she's so gone by lemonade mouth by lemonade mouth yes jokes on you because the